Yo! Welcome. We are live from Lemon City, recording this on Friday, December 4th, from Studio G605. Live from Lemon City, brought for your listening pleasure, in part by Trunks. TrunksLife.com is the website, and if you use the code Lemon City at checkout, Lemon City, one word, you get 10% off. There you go. Athletic, player, <laughs> athletic apparel for your athletic lifestyle. Uh, I rock my Forte shirt all the time. Uh, what am I that wearing? That shit's awesome. What am I, I haven't wearing? even. You're wearing your muscle shirt. I haven't yeah. even worn it to the gym. I just like it. Like I wear it out. Uh, all right. Full disclosure. Technical difficulties. They were due to some faulty equipment. My boy Gus got it figured out. We weren't able to record on time, but better late than never. This show is totally worth it. Yeah. Um. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm. I'm here. Gus is to my right. <laughs> Sorry, I'm still really excited that I got the numbers down uh, right before. And hips to Rick, man. Yeah. Nice sweater, dude. Cool hair. You know I do. Yeah. Super excited. I don't have to be jelly, old man. It's an exciting week. I have to be jelly, old stuff. man. It was. It was a good week, right? So, what All we right. Got? Well, here's we the deal. Got? Coming up on today's show, we'll do a little football, including the Packers' karma. Ooh. They get a little something back. Mm. The Marlins, they try to woo my boy Edwin back. It's working. They're going to try David Price, he gets fuck you money. Kobe is the last person to find out that he's retiring. And our new critically acclaimed segment, Storytime, makes its triumphant return with the best story I've ever heard a fan tell me. Which is my boy Edwin over here. All right. But first... Oh. Give me... Fuck yeah. Fuck yeah. Dances. Hell yeah. What am I doing? The prodigal son. I don't know what you're doing. You're doing Thunder Wheels on a Friday night, bro. I told you. Oh, that's right. <laughs> the prodigal son returns. I used to break dance. <laughs> he was, he was that. that guy that just used to uprock all the time without ever actually doing a move. Uh, oh, no, just no, no, like no, no. Be, I'm, yeah, about, no. I'm about to do some You guys shit. don't even know. Yeah, okay. uh, Dude, I know. I work there. Come on. <laughs> no, no. no I, I He's talking about the break dance. I went to Hobbies. Uh, yeah. Well, whatever. Here's the deal. Mark Richt. He's hired as UM's football coach three days after being fired by the University of Georgia. He is our savior. Say word, Ed. Hallelujah. He's back, man. He's back. He was uh, the backup quarterback from 89 to 72. Kept getting... Get, 89 to 72. That is impressive. Um, I'm sorry. 89 I don't know how you do It's pretty good. He's, uh, he's like Benjamin Button. He's like... <laughs> Uh, 89 to 92. You guys are fucking vampire, what, what year are you in? 79 to 82. 79? No. Yes. He was yeah, there. He was Jim Kelly's backup. Yeah, you're right. 79 <laughs> to 82. I got my years all fucking mixed up. Twice. All right. 79 to 82. He was Jim Kelly's backup for a little bit, but he was the backup to some other quarterbacks as well. Well, he was on the same staff. It was it was Kelly, Bernie Kozar, Testaverde, yeah. and mm-hmm. Rick. They were all the four quarterbacks. Yeah, you weren't going to beat that guy. Those yeah. guys. It's rough, man. And he just come but, with Boca Raton. He's a local kid, too. Yeah, yeah. High school. Uh, however, he hasn't returned much because he was uh, FSU's offensive coordinator during those years in the late 90s when they were fucking whooping everybody's mm-hmm. ass. They won a national championship. He was under Bobby Bowden. Yeah. And uh, then, of course, he was the University of Georgia head coach for 14 years before getting the boot. 15. I believe it was 14. 14 or 15. 15. 2015. Before getting the boot. And now he's coming down. Coming downtown. He's coming down. And we like it. Oh, I like it, man. I, I think the hire is a good one. It's the first time we've ever hired a coach. So you has never done this. That has a anything. Name? Usually we make the coach, not yeah. the coach makes the team, yeah. and that's a big thing. This is the first time we have somebody that's that's has some like is coming from somewhere else that's not yeah, a, yeah, needs not, to be established. Yeah, it's you know? not. Uh, it, this might be a downgrade for for him for Mark Rick, yeah when you, know? you think about it it could be whereas but... everything else was like Temple or Oklahoma State for Jimmy Johnson uh, yeah. these guys came here to be you know to get a better job not this guy this guy's seriously coming down here as a full name yeah he was getting paid a little bit over four million dollars at the University of Georgia and it looks like he's gonna get a little bit more than that here but yeah. His uh, desire to call his own plays and work with the quarterback, Brad Kaya is so going to benefit from this because that's this guy's thing, right? Mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford was under him, some other guys that came out of the University of Georgia. Uh, 
I think he might be the offensive coordinator himself and then just not hire that position. I mean, it makes sense. The dude's smart enough and he's got the skill set and everything. Said. You saw his exit interview with Georgia, right? He said, yeah. if I do get back into coaching, which of course he would three days later, yeah. if I do get back into coaching, I want to be hands-on. I want to call the plays. That's fun, you know? Yeah. And I think it was, uh, who was it? Bruce Arians from the Arizona Cardinals the other day that I heard a quote of his. He's like, Head coaching is boring. Calling plays is fun. Yeah. So some of these guys, they like doing it, and they like being involved. And yeah, I think a lot of these guys are going to benefit. But he's going to bring in his own staff. Mark D'Onofrio is so gone. Um, he does. Is, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, James Coley, so gone. Right. Fuck that guy. How gone are they? Super gone. Where do we go? Where do we put people that are super gone? Yeah, fuck it. Throw him in the pit. Oh, no! <laughs> the thing is, two of them, two I never even liked James Coley either because he... Throw like, him in the pit. Oh, no! Oh, fuck that guy. Too many oh, screens no! in my life. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, there are some guys that are said to stick around. I think Larry Scott has won himself a lot around these parts yeah, with being 4-1 like and one in the last five games. I mean, he was pretty much just dumped like a huge turd on his fucking lap, yeah. and he made something out of it. Hey, right? you lost 58 nothing. Here's your team. Yeah. That, that <laughs> shit sucks. And then, of course, you know, there was the miraculous play at with Duke and all that, but still, man, 4-1, like he uh, took him to a bowl game. This team just won eight games. Like, as bad as we think that this season was, this team just won eight games. That's true. So, and, you know, uh, along those lines, yeah. now Mark Richt is going to have some sort of expectations going into his first year because if this... Like, if we consider this to be a crap season and we won eight games, like, people are going to want double digits next season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And, like, the ACC championship has to be won within the next two years. No, yeah. At least in the public size. Ex expecting a quick turnaround instantaneously. Yeah. Instantaneous turnaround. Especially but, because he had a top five recruiting class in Georgia. And the thing is, like, Mark Richt, by all accounts, is a very spiritual man. Like, this is what he does. The guy yeah. always preaches about the Lord, and he's, like, the best guy that anybody knows. He's one of those guys that's truly a player's guy, like... Uh, I think it was a quote earlier here that he says, like, rings catch dust, but, you know, uh, who you affect in this life are, are the people. That's what's truly important or something yeah. like that. Rashad Jones from the Miami Dolphins came out talking about him. Everybody talks wonderfully about this. No, guy. no, yeah, the reception, league, everywhere. So I think the biggest part of his recruiting is himself. He sells himself when he sits down in the living rooms of the, uh, these recruits and he mm -hmm. sells himself to the parents. I just think that it's very possible that a lot of that top five recruiting class flips it to the U. It's already being talked about because he got the number one quarterback recruit in the nation. Yeah. So it's already being talked about that guy maybe being Kaya's successor or maybe even giving him a run for his money if he decides to come, you know, yeah. as soon as next season. Uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of these guys had the commitment to Rick, yeah. not to Georgia. You understand? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and, and, and when it comes to Rick, what I like is, you know, obviously his, his track record, his development. I mean, he's got more and more NFL players in the NFL right now than any other coach, even more than Saban. I think that was the number I read. It's, um, I think it was like 70-something to 60-something. turns out products, man. Yeah. And I mean, I mean that, that's the thing because we want the 10 and 11 wins now. Yeah. But if he wins 10 and 11 wins in the ACC for the next five years and doesn't actually turn into anything, he doesn't win a national championship, we're not in the college playoffs, mm -hmm. we're going to be asking for his head too. Yeah, you know no, of course. And that's the problem. Georgia's great, and they're in the SEC, and to be competitive in the SEC, you must be great. Yeah. But I understand after 14 years and nothing actually getting accomplished, I understand why it was maybe time for them to move on, even though I think they made the wrong decision. Yeah, no, and, and you know there was that year where they... They had the SEC championship game against Alabama that should have been the national championship game. They were one game. play away from being in and, the national championship game. Yeah, so yeah. it's, it's, and they would have whooped on Notre Dame. Yeah, they would have yeah. fucking whooped you on know Notre what Dame really, with anti-tails. What I like as a Miami fan and what appeals to a lot of the people here, like the, the recruits and stuff, is that we've always been looked at like a minor league of the NFL. Yeah. You know, we're a pro team yeah, in disguise. Well, we that's run, pretty much the only thing that, that you has left is the NFL pipeline. Exactly, but we were losing that pipeline. But it's not only that; we also were a pro style offense, pro yep. style defense, yeah, and he and Rick runs a pro style offense. Yep. I mean, Matthew Stafford is a, was a pro style quarterback. And it's not that's like Georgia wasn't one. recruiting down here, so yeah. he knows the fertile oh, grounds no, yeah. of South Florida and yeah. you know the uh, self acclaimed yeah, state of the year. There's a lot of there's a, yeah, there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of um, you know things and pros and, and uh, positives about it. But one of the things that I did like the best was like the overall reception. That everybody's giving him. It's like, I'll be honest with you. And we, we talked about it here. I mean, he became available really late since the last time I think we talked about it on the show. But yeah, amongst ourselves, we've had the discussion. As soon as it happened, I sent you guys yeah. a text message. I'm like, Butch Davis must fucking hate Georgia right now. Exactly. And, and Mark Rick. You know, yeah. we, we, were, we were going for, 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 for Butch. Bushy, and, yeah. I, and I wanted Chip Kelly. I, but I understand they got to make a decision now. Chip the NFL still has another five games. Yeah, exactly. So that one was going to be we're cutting it close. 
But what I do like is, I mean, and I'm looking at it here, Chantrell Henderson's uh, tweet. Oh, those are awesome. Those <laughs> which, are awesome. Which he wrote, uh, I'm sure this team meeting will be a lot different. We all had to pull out our phones and Google Temple football coach to see who it was. Oh, so, you know, golden. and uh, in regards to Golden there, I like I like that it's been a lot of positive. You you were mentioning. Um, widely, widely accepted. The, what did the Georgia players do when he walked oh, in? Oh, yeah, as soon as he, because he, he walks in. The thing is. He had every intention, and I heard an interview. Yeah, uh, to coach the, he was on the he was game. on the radio today. He had every intention of coaching the bowl game, even though technically he was already fired. And they've already announced that Kirby Smart, the uh, defensive coordinator from Alabama, is going to be the head coach now. Yep. But he had every intention of following through with his players, especially for his seniors, and seeing it through through the season. But he was, uh, but he was uh, hired just three days after being fired. So the process with the U needs to start already. And he walks into his old locker room in front of all his Georgia players. And he finally announces to them, like, hey, you know, whatever. And they all threw up the U for him, man. That's awesome, dude. The guys well, from Georgia. Before he even said awesome. a word. Before so he cool. said a word, they threw he up the U He walks in, they him. throw up the U. That's mm. awesome. Dude. And he throws it back. That's hit me really again. Cool. Hit me again, bro. Hit the, me again. The U? Ooh. 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 Dude, seriously? Dude, I'm doing my John Brown right now. Uh. The U just has such a cool thing going on. It's such a cool culture. And this is widely being accepted because people really like what's going on down here. Yeah, they I, like the commitment that Blake James has made. They like the commitment that this administration has made. Because, like I said, the guy's going to get more than $4 million. By yeah, comparison, Al Golden was making about two and a half. Yeah, we're paying a coach. We're paying a coach. Year. And not only that, but it's already been... Um, I was actually listening to Brett Romberg, who's you know the old center for the U, and he's he's very dialed into the whole thing and the committee that they put together. Yeah, it is well understood between the uh, University of Miami and Mark Richt that this isn't just a him thing. They're not just gonna pay him and get a couple fucking scrubs to be defensive coordinators and get like this is going to be a staff that it's put together. And already we've been hearing a lot of rumblings going around like. People think that maybe Bush Davis would be a, a coordinator, but I don't think that's going to happen. I, don't know. I heard the Randy Shannon thing. Maybe Randy Shannon comes back to be defensive coordinator. He's up in I Florida recruiting yeah. for them and helping them out. And Randy Shannon's a hell of a recruiter and a hell of a defensive coordinator. He just mm-hmm. didn't pan out as a head coach. Yeah. I just like it's it's also bloodlines, man. It's alumni, but it's it's respected alumni. It's something that this this we needed after the Golden. I mean, we had alumni with Randy Shannon, but it's, he wasn't as established or as experienced as Rick, obviously. Just, there, you know? There's not much... And we won't know, right? Like, this happens every time that you hire a new head coach. Although this one feels different because this guy has shown you he can win. Yeah. The problem is that we won't really know. So maybe two years from now we look back at it and uh, Mark Richt has stunk up the joint and maybe we'll poo-poo the whole thing. But at least now, <laughs> it's the right decision. Ew. It's the Ew. right decision. <laughs> no, and uh, when uh, the other thing that, I, that I'm reminding myself of here is also... When it came to, like, you know, my first choice, we, we already said, but now looking at it, one guy that I didn't want was Crystal Ball. I mean, I know he's doing Mario good. Crystal Ball? Yeah, I know That's he's the other one I heard Alabama. from maybe a coordinator, but I just... I don't mind again, him coming back as a coordinator. The problem is, I think those guys, just they're ready to run their own show. They're not yeah. just going to be, you know, Mark Rick's understudies. Yeah. And that's, you know, like, like we said, it's, it's what I'm most excited about now with him after, you know, it's been a couple days and it's all, you know, digesting is really thinking about is the potential to go back to that pro style, you yeah. know, team that we've always been running that 4-3 defense and everything like that. I like that. I, I'm excited about that part. And, you know, having the bloodlines, man, just having he's fi- a guy he's who knows. 55, that might sound like a lot, but in coaching uh, terms, it isn't. No, like, uh, not... Butch Davis is 64. He's nine years younger than Butch yeah. Davis. Too. So he's still, so a lot of these guys, Nick Saban's like 62, 63, something like he's that. Nick Saban's up there, yeah. yeah. Lou Holtz is like 116. Oh, okay. well, I mean, that guy's getting fired from ESPN. Nobody's giving him a head. Yeah. Oh, now, uh, there's more. There's there's other stuff going on, you know, besides. Yeah, of course. It's just This is what we're locally excited about because it's what matters down the here, U- man. It's just. Oh. C A A E S Kids. Oh. Best thing you've got. So good, man. All right. But, uh, but there's... Uh, hey, that documentary is like porn, right? Oh, I watch like, it all the time. Sure. Oh, my I God. I can watch it with sound off. That's watch like, it with sound off. Yeah, it's, it's, it's nationally televised porn. Yeah, pretty much. On so, top of all the covers. Wait, wait. Yeah. Part one or two? Uh, well, both really, but part one is better. Yeah, I think yeah. part I think, one is right? I like yeah. part one. Well, the thing about part two is our gen... Well, not our gen... We're not from the same generation. Because yeah. you're fucking old. Yeah, but, I'm the part one generation. You yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, you remember that 2001 team, and you remember it fondly. I went and to games, And part yeah. two, like, heavily covers that team. So, yeah. 
that's the thing about that one. But part one was just so much better because it captures the culture and everything. I actually think the production was better. I thought the production quality of it was yeah, a man, little it's just, better. It's what you have visually with sequels, right? like, nicer. How can you either. outdo? How can you outdo part one? Mm, it's tough. It's tough. Good sequels. Any? What's the best sequel? Again, and anything. Yeah, What's your favorite sequel? Oh, Terminator Two, much better than oh, Terminator. Oh hell yeah! Really? So that, that's Day? your favorite. That's your favorite sequel. Well, that's time? the first one that I thought of. That's I don't know. <laughs> like the the famous ones are uh, like Godfather Part Two. Everybody yeah. likes better than the first one. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know about any other one. What do you think? I uh, I think. What are you thinking about here? Speed, speed two. Yeah, actually, yeah, speed yeah, two the one on the cruise, the cruise ship. That was the best <laughs> one. <laughs> that one in uh, Good Will Hunting Part Two, hunting season. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's hunting season. It's hunting season. <laughs> I, don't like, I don't like them apples, Will. <laughs> Applesauce, bitch. <laughs> you like that? That was good. That was good. Um, all right, but the college football rankings also came out this week on Tuesday, as which, they do uh, every week. As Again, they do every we'd week. like to thank Condoleezza. Condoleezza, and, my girl. Uh, <laughs> now th- this this part of the show. Was brought to you by our friends at Little Caesars. <laughs> oh, Little Caesars, feeding the nation, feeding your favorite podcast. It goes dish. back to the days when FIU won that Little Caesars bowl. Little oh, Caesars deep dish. Bowl. Oh deep shit! Dish. Oh yeah. Ty yeah. Hilton. But, Mario, uh, Mario Cristobal. Yeah. All right. So top four: Clemson, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Iowa. No surprise in the top three. Mm-hmm. No surprise in the top four, really, because as you uh, and you mentioned you this before, we be actually yeah, four and five. That'll be a yeah. that'll be a playing game for sure. So, the uh, so the only team that seems like they're a lock is Oklahoma because the other sure. two teams, the other three teams are playing. So mm-hmm. there's right. a really nasty scenario. We, where we've all talked three about loses. this before: the stupidity of not playing these championship games and how these teams just got a free ride. Notre Dame, yeah. Oklahoma, I fucking hate it. But but in, in Oklahoma's defense, they did just beat Baylor, TCU, and Oklahoma State. Who were all no, top it's teams. cool. So but, and they did it right now, you know, at the beginning a, of the season. Yeah, but it's the whole thing. Like Ohio State loses to a team that's going to be in the college football playoffs if Michigan State beats Iowa. Yeah. Right. But. Oklahoma loses to Texas and they get to be in. You understand? That's the whole issue with this thing and the whole losing early so versus you're saying, losing you're saying late. Quality loss is what you're saying. Yeah, that like this whole quality loss thing yeah. is fucking bullshit because. But then, but you, but here's here's, here's and Alabama does this all the time, right? Like they lose to Ole Miss and then they have time to recover. Yeah. And I, whereas and I, Ohio State, like they get penalized because they went you know ten and zero before losing their or eleven and zero before losing their first game. And Alabama's. Fuck Ohio Overrated, State. bro. Overrated, Alabama. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, fuck the Buckeyes for sure. I have no sympathy for any of them because they were awarded a championship. But they're overrated. I just whatever, man. I they're, still oh, think oh they're overrated. Alabama, yeah, overrated. How long till like they haven't played anybody? All the teams, the oh, SEC, Ohio State or Alabama? No, Alabama. 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 Oh, okay, all because the... I wanted to discuss like how many delinquents well, are on the Ohio, State, Ohio State team right now. <laughs> oh yeah, like Urban Meyer. How many, like who's who's the next Aaron Rodgers? Yeah. Aaron Hernandez. Aaron right? Hernandez there. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I'm telling you, man. Alabama, the big bad SEC, and all this stuff, man. LSU tanked. All these other teams. All these. All these. Uh, all these that, big uh, SEC teams ended up with four, three, four losses. Yeah. You know, you say, the oh, well, they beat each other, whatever. The SEC this year, but there wasn't. The, it wasn't as dominant. I, no. You know what it is? The SEC network, man. Last year, only one team. They make the network. They get. It's like they hit. They started up the network with too much. All this hype and yep. everything, but the hype's been dying, man. Like the yeah. quality's going down again. What the about the Longhorn was, network? Yeah, I, that's oh, what's what the fuck is going on with yeah, Texas, bro? Yeah, it could be the next one, man. But um, no, the thing about the SEC, and actually, I don't know what it is. Maybe there's just some bad fucking juju out there or something like that. But just football all around has been bad this year. You know, mm. well, college football's been college, no, college besides, football's been exciting. It's been exciting, for sure, because of the, you know the late, uh, the last minute plays and mm. all this kind of shit. But there's no, but the no actual, star factor. Yeah, either. that's the. Where's thing. the Heisman? Yeah, where's the Heisman moment? I have no idea. You know when Johnny when when Johnny football won it, you had the game against Alabama. Yeah. And you got those signature yeah. moments, those signature time. Yeah, Alabama's kind of forcing it with their running back. Yeah. Giving him, like, a ridiculous amount of Do you, Do you, know, his name? Do you know his name? Uh, I forget his Derek name. Derrick Henry. That's correct. That's it's right. Derrick Henry. Right. But the Derek. fact that, you know, it, this is what we're talking about. Yeah. You know, it, for the past couple of years, like, you know, they, they were handed out to Mariota, Winston, yeah. and... And Mariota didn't have the big signature moment. It, I think Mariota's was more of a culmination of his career. Yeah, for sure. It was I think a lifetime was, achievement award. It was a lifetime achievement yeah. award at the right time because he didn't have the moment. It's been a couple of years where the Heisman's but been kind of But when you find no one that. else to really take exactly. it from yeah. him, and then that's, yeah, you know, exactly. that's what happens. Who was runner-up last year? Um, I don't know, Jameis? James, was it Jameis Winston? I don't know. I don't even think I he was know. in the conversation. I don't think he was the final. No, no, he was there. He was there. He was there? Yeah, he was there. I just don't know what actually, but um, you know Deshaun Watson, the quarterback for Clemson. That's yeah. another guy that everybody's talking He's about. The but same thing. I mean, Which, uh, I don't that's know. The thing. I like, can't I can't, pick... like what beating my U fifty eight to zero. Yeah, bro. Fuck you. <laughs> uh, but okay, so Devil Sweeney inspired the dad. So <laughs> <laughs> so Michigan, Michigan plays 
uh, Michigan State plays Iowa, so that's yeah, gonna be canceled playing out. Playing game for sure. Mm-hmm. And but the big the big one here that we were talking about was North Carolina at ten. Is there any chance that you see that they can make it into the top four if they beat Clemson? I mean, it would honestly you, yeah. You, you, said, if, you if said the this. best loss any team can have. That's the or the thing. best win any yeah. team can have. You you said you beat that. the number one team that was the undefeated. Only undefeated team was, left. And they're the only team to do that. And. and they, and they yeah. only lost that first game to South Carolina week one, and they re- well, wheeled off what it like. I actually wins. can't believe Clemson is the only undefeated team left. No, I, like, I wasn't defeated, man. Well, Gus's is, Gus is yeah, Memphis, uh, like, almost had it. Almost you know, had it. <laughs> <laughs> let me check the latest standings here. Where is... Let me look at the complete rankings here. How did Memphis finish? What's the, what's the nickname for the for Memphis? Like, what, Are they Wildcats? They're Memphis? Wildcats or something like that, right? No? Memphis Wildcats? Yeah, something like that. Memphis Tigers? I don't Tigers, know. Tigers, Tigers. Tigers, right? No. I don't know. I just remember when John Calipari was there with fucking uh, Derrick Rose. But they're Memphis Tigers? Why? I don't fucking know. Gus doesn't either. Memphis, that's but your he just knew that they were ranked 16th and undefeated. So why not? Wait, what's, what's your alma mater's name? You don't even know? Memphis? Alma mater. <laughs> Memphis Tigers. No, it is yeah, Memphis Tigers. It is Memphis Tigers. There we go. Yeah. They're 9-3. They're third in the West of their own weird division. Hell yeah. Bro. There you <laughs> go, yeah. But you know They what? almost had it. They almost had they it. They almost bro. had it. It was such a close blowout. Hashtag Memphis. <laughs> <laughs> Such a close blowout. Such a close blowout. Um, all right, so let me see. Now, so wait, so to, to answer Okay, question, UNC. Though. Yes, they would have the most impressive thing. I don't think the ACC has that kind of pull. You don't I think, think they're going to leap from 10 to 4? I, I don't, like, how, you know? What mm-hmm. team could overtake them? That are before them. Ohio State. Well, it, I think their best chances is Clemson. Obviously, they beat Clemson. Yeah. Alabama loses to Florida. And Iowa loses to Michigan State. So then you have Oklahoma and Michigan State in for sure. Alabama's not losing to Florida. Um, Florida won't get in. That'll still leave two spots open. But yeah. there's still Stanford and Notre Dame with two losses. Including Florida State with two losses ahead of them. So it's... And Ohio State with one loss. I, I just don't think there's any way UNC gets in. Even though... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they. it was the first week of the season, right, that they lost to South Carolina? Yeah, yeah. first week of the season. That's was, rough, man. Yeah. You know? They, and they, they reeled it off, man. They, they tried the Alabama thing. And it was, it was a close loss. It was 17-13. Yeah. Uh, and it was, uh, it was a home loss, though. That that was Stanford probably has a better chance than UNC to get in. Yeah, you know? I think so. What else you got? Um, actually, let's, let's switch it up. For college football playoffs? Look, everything will be decided this weekend. Yeah. And this thing, much like in the BCS era, they have a way of working themselves out. And I'm sure we will. We'll get some clarity here. Uh, it's a lot easier to pick four teams, I think, than to pick two. Yeah. And we've talked about this before. It's a lot easier to pick four than to pick six or eight mm-hmm. because usually about four are the ones that really stand out. So maybe, you know, we'll get some clarity here. See, if we were in the old method right now, the BCS, it'd be Clemson and Alabama, I believe, that would be in yeah. right now. So. Well, I mean, you know, you still got the championship games to play, but yeah. yeah but in the old basically. method, they'd be in. So. Yeah. And Iowa would have had, could have had an undefeated season and not get it. Yeah. How crazy is that? Yeah, Memphis. Any final thoughts on college football before we go over to NFL? Uh, you no, wanna upgrade? You wanna no. you wanna get the call up? Huh? Wanna get the call up to the show? Call up to the we're, show. We're going up to the NFL. Let's we're getting called up to the big leagues. There we go. So uh, another bad week of football. <laughs> <laughs> nah, man. Well, three the last, last three, three games have been go. exciting. Last three games with another bad week of football, but hey, Sunday it was Sunday night was the Denver game. Denver Brock Patriots. Lobster. Brock Lobster. Brock Lobster. We'll, we'll, we'll get to Brock Lobster in a second. Yeah. Here. But, uh, MVP, we, <laughs> I think. Uh, we had the I mean, walk-off win. I don't think I'm exaggerating here when I say Brock, Brock Osweiler. Yeah. First ballot Hall of Fame. First ballot Hall of Fame. Like, I don't think I'm exaggerating. <laughs> Brock Osweiler trophy for the most valuable oh, yeah, yeah, Brock yeah. in the league. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the most valuable Brock in the league. Um, so, that, you had the walk-off <laughs> CJ Anderson. What yeah. other Brocks are there? Hey, bro, don't criticize, bro. Just give him the trophy. I don't know. Lesnar? <laughs> Brock Lesnar? That's a big one, bro. Yeah. Brock Berlin? Oh, Brock man. Berlin. Oh. Doing the gator chomp down the sidelines from that 35-3 to three comeback. So good. What? Dude. You guys don't know. Of course uh, I know. <laughs> what are you talking about? He doesn't know. You know? What? How the fuck do I know the name and I don't know that? Get the fuck out of here, guy. That was beautiful, man. The tran- He transfers and then he fucking... Nice. Epic comeback. It was so good. It was beautiful. I mean, the rest of his career was shit. But, yeah. you know, <laughs> but uh, so you got the walk-off CJ Anderson. Then the yep. following day on Monday Night Football, which was the toilet bowl, as we described it oh, here. Oh, the toilet bowl. The toilet bowl. Oh, Actually, yeah. the toilet bowl lived up to be a little better than a toilet bowl. I thought it was a pretty good game. And 23rd starting quarterback for your Cleveland Browns. Ooh. Okay? Cleveland Browns football. Get some. Yeah. Do you know his name? <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait. 
Austin Davis? Yes. What? Good job, man. Nice. High, High five. High five from a distance. Not Johnny Football. Not Johnny Football. Not Johnny Football. But um, Josh McCown is like, I don't know. Come on, dead. man. A walk-off, a walk-off blocked field goal. Like, that was so Cleveland Browns. Oh, that of course. That was so Cleveland. Of course it was. That was just like, how are we going to fuck this one up? Let's let's let this guy block. We had him miss the kick all season. That Coons, the kicker, he had him yeah. miss the kick all season. Yeah. And, and he was a rookie. Mm-hmm. That was like the longest streak uh, for a rookie to I ever I feel bad for my boy Duke Johnson that he has to deal with that mess. You know? I don't know. Hey, Only guy worth a damn on that team, Gary Barnage. Yeah. I want him on my fantasy team. Uh, Gary Wizard. Barnage. He's like, yeah, he's like, he's like a little uh, Gronkowski. Little Gronk? Little, yeah. the, oh, the, the poor man's Gronk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you heard, have you heard his nicknames? No. Gary Barnkowski? Barnkowski. Or, uh, <laughs> because he plays for Cleveland, so the they're calling him LeBarn. LeBarn. <laughs> the Bronk. You like that? No, oh, did you see, uh, there was a sign at the Cleveland game on the corner. That yeah, said, at, at least, least we still have LeBron. LeBron. <laughs> <laughs> That's Cleveland Browns they football right so, there. But yeah. At least we still got LeBron. Cleveland Browns football. Oh my God, that's awful, man. So 23 quarterbacks since their franchise was taken away and, you know, resuscitated. Yep. And Johnny Football, <laughs> the first round pick, is not going to get a shot here because he's, he's, uh, he's been he's a bad been, boy. I, yeah. He's been naughty. Watch him, man. I think, well, you he's going to get cut and then he's going to play on the team. I think he's going to Dallas, man. I think he's going to back up Romo yeah. and wait for Romo because Romo. What do you mean wait season, for Romo? Like yeah, this guy's not a starting quarterback in this league. But that's the thing—he's going to wait for his chance. Like he's lost it. He had a chance. He was the number one pick. Now he's going to get cut. He's not going to get paid any money, so he's going to be a low risk, and he's going to have to totally prove himself yeah. because he doesn't have that safety net of oh, I was the number one pick. You're not going to cut me. You got to give me my time to 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 Let make my you. moment, and he hasn't done it. What do you think Dallas would be right now if their backup quarterback to Romo would have been Johnny Football the whole time instead of instead of. Matt Brandon Castle Wheaton. and Brandon Wheaton. Yeah. It has to be better than where they are now. It can't get any worse than 0-7 without them, you know? It's bad. It's bad. It, I, I think Manziel would at least get a win. That right there is yeah. 100% better than what you Especially got. Yeah. I mean, maybe, I don't know. Who's to I don't know. Who's to know? It doesn't, it doesn't really work that way. But know, what, but I'm not fucking spending another 10 seconds of my life talking about Cleveland Browns football. Wait. <laughs> okay. Wait. So Wheaton, please, bro. move on. Wheaton, man. Wheaton. Beautiful spiral. Oh, yeah. Uh, beautiful, wait, so, beautiful dude, okay. so that, off, for that year, they drafted uh, third overall Trent Richardson, and in the 20s, they drafted Brandon Wheaton. Oh, Brandon that was Wheaton, the bro. first round. Horrible. That was the first round for your Cleveland Browns. Cleveland Browns, Browns football, baby. And everybody was like, oh, good moves. Oh, good yeah, moves. Cool. This franchise is oh, in the oh, right direction. Right direction. Yeah, there we go. Oh, fuck out of here. The guy <laughs> was like a 28-year-old rookie or some shit. But seriously, who no, would have known? known? That's how little. No, of course not, but this is how what happens in the draft, you know? Who would have known? Who knew about Ryan Leaf? Like, this shit happens all the time. It's, who would have known, but it's easy to say, Cleveland Browns. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I mean, it's pretty safe to say. Like, the Cleveland Browns could have fucked up Andrew Luck. You know? Like, yeah. They could have fucked anything up. But now... How did that happen, bro? <laughs> enough Cleveland Browns. Enough yeah, that's LeBron. what I'm saying. This is yeah. not a Cleveland it's just show. It's so fucking astonishing. No, this is an anti-Cleveland show. This is an anti-Cleveland show. <laughs> Uh, fucking last LeBron. night. Just what happened last night? <laughs> what do you mean, what happened last night? What happened last night? Your boy, your main man. I missed A-Rod. Okay. A-Rod, what do you do? A-Rod. Lose again? Yeah. Yeah. He, uh, he, With a walk off? It was a nice acting. He's been taking classes from his girl, Olivia Munn. Oh, my God. A nice acting job. Beautiful he gets a face mask. Job. Okay? Let me turn my head real quick. Zero Ooh. seconds left on the clock. 61 yard field goal. Fuck you, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, my God. You cost me. I'm playing against you in uh, fantasy. Wizard. There you go. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude. I mean, he finally what won. What a ridiculous one. game. It was 20 to 0. They were the, Detroit's the first team to be leading for 60 minutes and not. What do you mean to game? be leading for? for They're winning the whole game and they lost. Leading the for zero. the first 60 minutes of the game. The yes. first 60 minutes. But they lost 60-0-0-0-1? You gotta be kidding! No, not zero not one. Even. It was zero, a non. Zero, it was yeah. It was no a time, time down. Yeah. Because you can't end the you know yeah. a defensive penalty. But. Unbelievable. Uh, so okay, 20 to zero at halftime. All of a sudden, you get some bullshit scrambling call. Uh, things kind of fell right for the Packers here. They get uh, James Starks fumbles in the end zone and Randall Cobb Randall jumps Cobb on it. it. Eddie Lacy, fuck you very much. Thank you. I haven't been able to trust you all season. You're my first round pick in two leagues. Wizard! Yeah, fuck that guy, man. He I literally has been <laughs> unusable. He's so frustrating. Super frustrating, yeah. bro. I, Super frustrating. I'll tell you what, yeah. man. I think yesterday just proved more that Aaron Rodgers is not that good in the clutch because last week he had four chances from eight yards out and couldn't get the winning score. Dude. Against the Bears, he fucking at home that thing. That last thing night hit the he, scoreboard at AT and T Stadium. Last night he did yeah. like a hundred yards high and seventy yards deep. Hell of a throw, Richard but Rogers. That was just pure. I'm just, untouched in the end zone brings down the game-winning touchdown. There's a reason why I call it. I'm mean, just throwing it up there. Praying they tried the lateral. There they was tried nothing. the lateral for like ever. They had six seconds left. They lateral all over the place. Somehow the ball finds its way back to Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. What the fuck's he gonna do with it? 
and this fucking, I mean, he just brushes the face mask, and now, you know, we got an untimed play and a Hail Mary. And now he a just little, passed. A little karma. And you know for, what? Aaron Rodgers, with that, finally getting a comeback win, he passes Jay Fiedler and Ryan Tannehill. Okay, that's enough. With uh, 10 career comeback uh, fourth quarter wins that's there. Congratulations. Boom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Hot take. Yeah. Hot take. There we go. But, uh, dude, the Lions, man, they're cursed. They're sorry, a cursed man. franchise. Sorry, okay. Benny. Every I feel like every week I gotta say sorry, Benny. These guys sorry, is the Benny. most hosed team there is, dude. Like what they do don't think, catch a word association. What do you think, Lions? Just hosed, cowardly. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Bad luck, dude. Just Straight bad up, luck. like right away, Dan Orlovsky running out of the end zone. Yeah, Dan has no idea how long the end zone is. That guy, it's but it's it's okay. bad, man. It's bad. It's just. You, this this season alone, they've gotten shafted on some horrible calls. Yeah, there was the Seahawks out of the end zone Seahawks. playing. Yeah, the touch and you always the go back to Calvin Johnson. The Lions are cursed. Lions are cursed. Bad. You know who's not cursed right now, bro? My boy, Brock. Brock Osweiler, bro. Brock Lobster? Brock Lobster, bro. What are, what are some Brock good... Brock uh... Lobster. <laughs> what was the other one? The <laughs> sensation. The crustacean sensation. The crustacean sensation, man. The crustacean sensation. What was the other one? The Brocket Launcher. <laughs> the Brocket Launcher. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's got some good names out there, man. Brock Show. Hey, the Brock Show, man. Get tickets. Rocky Balboa. Rocky Balboa. Okay, that was a bit of a reach. No, no, no. That was a bit of a reach, but not bad. And uh, if you're listening, tweet us which hashtag, which one you like best. Yeah. Um, We got to see Creed, by the way. Creed? Huh? I want to see Creed. The movie, the boxing movie. Oh, you gotta take a, like a. I was thinking the band. Sorry. <laughs> oh yeah, the oh, band. God. You mean Josh McRoberts' favorite band? Josh McRoberts again, bro. Uh, His arms wide open. Yeah, man. We gotta take a fucking uh, you know life from Lemon City outing. All right, bro. Sponsored event. Sponsored yeah, we'll, event. We'll do a sponsored event. But you gotta buy your own tickets. Just no, no. Me. I want like um, I don't know. Uh, you know those guys. We have a lot of fans at Dolphin Mall. So, like, call yeah. me CNA Bistro. Yeah. Offer me some comp tickets. Fuck us up. We really want to see the movie. We'll talk all about it. But let's invite McBob and tell him. We're gonna see the other Creed. Oh, yeah, see yeah. if he comes. Oh, yeah. He's gonna hold himself throughout the whole thing. He's gonna be angry. But uh, let down his ponytail. He's gonna but, yeah, but, <laughs> that was such Brock, a weird moment. Brock Lobster, man, he he had a horrible three quarters. It wasn't until the end. Like, he hasn't been good. When is the, the problem? Is by comparison to whatever the fuck Peyton Manning was doing. The guy looks like a god. I'll tell you what Payne Man is doing. He's aging. Is what he's doing. I, no, dude, he jumped off a cliff. Like he wasn't this. He was. He, he threw 55 good. touchdowns two years good. ago and threw like 40-something I mean, last year. He was good for three quarters of the season last year before he was injured in the playoffs and can barely walk. Yeah. We find out the guy was playing on like one fucking leg. Now he can't step into his throws. I understand that this is part of aging, is getting, you know, the body wears down and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But it's not like Brock Osweiler's been good. It's just, uh, it I looks do- better by comparison. And he's helped out the running game because... He actually has somewhat of an arm, which Peyton Manning can't throw past 10 yards anymore, so yeah. it's helped out the running game. And now, you know, my boy Edwin here can finally use C.J. Anderson. This yeah. is why they should have kept Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Tebowing, hey, Tebowing. It's not like he's not looking We're bringing for a it job, back, bro. We're like bringing it back, the Tebowing. No. Chip Kelly did him so dirty. Chip Kelly just teased him <laughs> teased for like four weeks of the preseason. <laughs> he's and easily the best guy. I should have got it. No, we're and then traded for his third string yeah. quarterback, Stephen Morris, out of the U. Dude, but... Do you know who the third string quarterback is, is it now? Stephen Morris? No, it's not Stephen Morris. It was Stephen Morris starting out the season, but they traded Matt Barkley to the Arizona Cardinals. You uh, remember that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they traded. So, so the depth chart is Matthew Stafford, Mark Sanchez. You're not ready for this. No, Bre- Matt, not Matthew Stafford. I mean, I'm sorry, not Sam Matthew Bradford. Stafford, Sam Bradford. Um, Jimmy Clausen. No, not Jimmy Clausen. Damn it. Who is it? Uh, Jimmy Clausen is with the Bears now, right? I thought he was with the Panthers, no? No, that's old school. Okay, I go ahead. Yeah, 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 yeah obviously. No, he was with the Panthers, but no, he's with the Bears now. Thaddeus Lewis. Wow. Thad Lewis. The your Buffalo. boy out of Duke, the one that beat the Dolphins and cost him a playoff. So the run. Buffalo Bill, great. Thad Buffalo Lewis. Bill, off the practice squad, shuts out the fucking Dolphins, 19-0. to zero. You remember that? That's pretty that disgusting, guy. bro. Yeah. Fuck Thaddeus that. Lewis, and now Stephen Morris has been demoted back to the practice squad. Uh, I remember yeah. this because they were talking about it the other day when, uh, you know, Matthew, uh, Jesus, Sam Bradford was out, Mark Sanchez was playing, and then mm-hmm. all this, they're talking about the third-string cornerback in case he has to come in. Remember when... Uh, remember when... Stephen Morris was was good. <laughs> just, no. just good. <laughs> no, again, that's another thing of us being fooled by comparison. Yeah. Uh, by the end of Chad Pennington's run here, people were clamoring for Chad Henney because at least Chad Henney had an arm and would like to throw it past five yards. It was the same thing. Ja'Cory Harris with his little floaters and down the middle of the field. Oh. We begged Stephen Morris to take the starting job. Tan Marino, bro, that dude Tan was Mar- good. Bro. Afro Butterfly. Afro Butterfly, <laughs> I love that a little chocolate Dorsey. He was good. Chocolate Dorsey. That was I like. No, man. don't you take that from me. Brad Kaya, by all accounts, reminds everybody of Ken Dorsey. Yeah, but and I was, was under the, the Tan Dorsey bandwagon, and you, mm. and then 
you know, some fucking asshole came up with Kaya Ocho, and that was the main that hashtag all around the I mean, it's so much no, better. No, Kaya Ocho's fucking awesome. <laughs> Kaya Ocho's but don't really pretend good. like Tan Dorsey's not good. <laughs> it's, except when he's Kaya Ria, that one kills me. Oh, Kaya <laughs> that, I mean, that guy. Never what? had an interception in the fourth quarter. He didn't want to throw. Oh, Kaya did but, Hey, when was, when was the last time the Patriots blew a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, bro? That was, I, I um, thought that was, to me, that was the most surprising I don't know, thing. And the fact that Brock... Like, that was fun to watch. When they were playing with barely NFL players in their offense? <laughs> no, yeah. You know, or the, like when the offensive line was a turnstile? Uh, but the saving that? grace for them is that they, they're getting... Uh, Gronk's not seriously injured. It's amazing that like... Edelman had, will be back by the end of the season. Brandon Bolden, back. Brandon Bolden, the backup running back, had like a 68-yard touchdown yeah, or some shit like that. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah, How does this team just keep fucking getting it done by upgrading guys? And then they I'm cut the guy sure, who like, dropped who, a fumble, who, who fumbled the, the punt. He got cut the next day. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Harper guy, whatever it was. Sorry. That's real. <laughs> but, um, but, yeah, that's... But sadly, man, that's... I think it's... I think it's done, bro. I don't know. Do you... Payton still says he wants to play another season. He hasn't committed. He's not doing the farewell tour like Kobe. But, uh... It's... Dude, it's... They already said Brock's gonna be the quarterback for the rest of the starting I just, season. Like, I just, like, I don't think he should... Until he, he should healthy. take a hint from Kobe. Like, the body knows when. Yeah. You know? The body knows when. Can and I give you the super cliche the body's hot take here? Knows. What? Cue up the hot take button. Here we go. Ready? Father time is still undefeated. Oh, oh, I hate that one. There so it is. <laughs> yeah, well, say that to Tom Brady, who's still fucking doing it, man. That guy, I don't know. That guy's weird diet, bro. He made a deal with the devil. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a weird like, diet. Uh, what is it? Avocado ice cream. Avocado <laughs> ice cream is a treat diet, bro. Yeah, that's <laughs> his treat. <laughs> no. That's that guy's true. But the Panthers are still undefeated. Panthers are undefeated, dabbing yeah, their way through the league. Crazy. They haven't lost a regular season game in a whole year. That was the last time they lost. It was over no, a year they, ago. They look better. Like, they only look better. Yeah. I don't and know, bro. I think... I think they'll be even scarier when they're able... Because this You don't know what the X Factor is? Like, what? if you're asking me for Ted Ginn Jr.? Papaya? Ted Ginn Jr. No. <laughs> Dear Oh, it was Luke Eakley? Luke Eakley, bro. Melongi papaya! Para ti! So good. So good. So good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Very good. Very, very good. Luke Eakley, man. No. Ted, Ted Deerhands Ginn, bro. Fuck. Fuck that guy, bro. He's still in the pit. I'm going to take him out. But you know what? I think Carolina... I'm still, like... I'd be surprised if Carolina makes it. Although, the NFL this season is a fucking wash. Yeah, we yeah. can't predict anybody. Carolina but, feels like one of those teams that might... Well, I mean, okay. First of all, they play the NFC South. Good, but, but, no, they, they might feel like one of those teams that might actually go undefeated in the regular season. But just lose in the first uh, divisional playoff game, you know? I think... I actually like think... One of those teams. They're, I think this is going to help Carolina, though, this season and the way they ended last season, how they made the playoffs, how they're doing good this season to attract those free agents. Because you look, Keekley was they drafted. Their number one Cam Newton was drafted. The Kelvin Benjamin. The Belgium. Be, uh, be, uh, Belgium. Benjamin. <laughs> the Belgium was uh, drafted the Belgian. there. The Belgian. <laughs> he was drafted there. But the point is, when was the last time they, they got anybody there as a free agent, like a premier no, free agent? It's, it's, it's not, not an attractive not, site. Know, Julius Carolina, Peppers? No, he was drafted there. He was the number one overall pick. Yeah. Um, so it's things like that. It's It's... They're not in a attractive place, but I think having Cam Newton now hitting his prime, doing as good as he's doing. Yeah, people are going to want to play. They're, with Cam. Now they're yeah. going to start saying like, you know what? It's not yeah. that bad. Let me look into no. it. Which people are going to want to play for them. But, but uh, they did. Did they trade for Greg Olson, or did they sign him as a free agent? I think they signed him as a free agent, or or no, no, no. I think he was a trade. I, I'll look that up. I don't know. The but, Bears, obviously, originally, but I don't know. Yeah, but all right. Let's. Uh, I want to remind everybody real quick here that uh, once again, please, guys, if you haven't done so already, go on Facebook. Search for us, Lemon City Live. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we are at, at Lemon City Live. Uh, if you have any ideas for our our Brock Lobster nickname that you like there, tweet us. Use whatever hashtag or just tweet directly at us. Let us know which one you like. Um, and, uh, yeah, and once again, we're also available on iTunes. You want to do a little Kobe talk here? A little Kobe talk, bro. Because as I mentioned earlier in the show... Kobe was absolutely the last person to find out that he was retiring. <laughs> I don't understand. Like everybody else knew it. The yeah. Lakers, you know, this is the last year of his contract. He's oh. been injured pretty much for the last two seasons, and the Lakers have decided that this is going to be his last season there. Yeah. So, did anybody really actually believe that he was going to play in another uniform? There was like, that brief time. There. there was that brief time. He was drafted yeah. by what was it? The Hornets, and then Hornets he was traded on draft day. For so Divac. he's been a Laker since. Yeah. I just. I, I couldn't picture him in another uniform, it's, and especially not. It's, it's not. it's not like anybody. I don't know. It's, it's, it's not crazy. like he's gonna go to another team and be a major factor at this point. No. And he just finally kind of realized the whole thing, which is what the Peyton Manning should really years, do. Twenty years, bro. He's the longest tenured player for in the NBA time, history, bro. bro. To play with one team. Biggest, and and me, 
uh, I remember the draft in 96. I remember watching it. I remember seeing it. I remember Allen Iverson going number one. I was eight years old. You were and didn't know a word of English because I was still living in Cuba. Yeah, there you go. So while you were doing that, I was watching Kobe yeah. get well, drafted Pac out was of dying Lower Marion yeah, High School. <laughs> uh, but it was, it was, it, it's, it's kind of like for me, it's really, it's, it's scary, man. Because in '96 I was in high school, you know, so I was just starting high school. Oh, I'm not Jesus that old either. Christ! <laughs> but I was just starting high school. Here's a guy out of high school, like that was, you know, getting close to that. Like, hey, man, you know, that I could have gone to school with that guy. You know, it's like yeah. that was the start of it. Eventually, it changed, but. To see him now, man, come full circle and everything. I still think 96 draft was the best draft. I think 2003 is, like, right there. That NBA draft, mm-hmm. when you look at all the stars. 96 was 96. the best one? I think 96, bro. Because you got Kobe, know, you got man. Steve Nash, you got Allen Iverson, you got Ray Allen. You got a lot of good players that came out of there that were successful, that had great careers. That draft was deep, bro. The 84 draft, Jordan's draft was yeah. also pretty fucking deep. Yeah, but the 84, none of us were around for that. I'm talking in modern day. No, basketball back then is different. But you, know. you said of all it's time. It's funny because Kobe, saying, Kobe, Kobe, played, time, Kobe you know. played the 76ers the other day, and it was like his little farewell thing, right? Yeah, because he's, he's from Philadelphia, that's yeah. what everybody... Yeah. And he was talking about it, and you know, he came straight out of high school, and he was picked, what, 13th overall, I believe? 13th, yeah. And... Allen Iverson was the first round pick that year to his hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, the first overall pick to, to his Philly. hometown, Philadelphia 76ers. No, he's, oh yeah, to, to Kobe's yeah, hometown. Yeah, to Kobe's oh, hometown, yeah. Philadelphia 76ers. And he was talking about, he's like, because he completely understands that the Philadelphia 76ers had to take Allen Iverson at that point. Yeah, no, AI that year was sick, dude. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stephon Marbury was known. Uh, AI yeah, was Starbury. a sophomore. Starbury. AI was a sophomore. China's MVP. Yeah, China's MVP. Marbury <laughs> was, a, was a freshman that year at Georgia Tech. He went to Georgia Tech, and I remember watching. I, I'm telling you, I remember vividly watching a Georgetown versus Georgia Tech game because it was this big hype on ESPN. It was Marbury versus Iverson. Um, I don't know. It was, it was a different time of basketball then. Yeah. It was there was a lot of pub for the for the college guys. It was a good game. Yeah. Kevin yeah, Garnett just got drafted. In the, yeah, yeah, Kevin I mean, Garnett. Jordan was in the middle of his comeback. Yeah, yeah, dude. '96 was a great year for basketball. Yeah. You know, you had the the Heat were phenomenal that year. They had a good run. That's yeah. when we went to the to Eastern. the Eastern Conference Finals. You know, you had a lot of stuff going on. Kevin Garnett, like I said, was a sophomore. Grant Hill was still in his prime before all those surgeries and his debacled ankle that he has. Have you seen the pictures that, of that shit? Dude, that <gasps> could have been awesome, man. No, Grant Hill was yeah, supposed to be the, the guy, the heir apparent. This guy was Only the body hadn't just fucking fallen apart on him. His ankle, that's it. But, you know, what's, what's, speaking of Kobe, the one really cool thing, I don't know if you guys saw this today. Um, Rachel Nichols, did you see what she posted today? No. Um, okay, so check this out. This is really cool. Rachel Nichols posted that at the game... Um, she was talking to Col- uh, she was talking to Dwayne Wade before yesterday's game, and Dwayne Wade told her a little story that happened last month when the oh, Lakers were in town. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's super cool, super yeah. fucking cool. It so is the Lakers, really fucking cool. The Lakers were in town um, to play the Heat last month, and Wade, the day before the game, was yeah. like, "Oh, I'm gonna go get into the cold tub." Yeah, he went to the facilities. State. He went to the facilities. Yeah, he's doing his whole thing, and when he walks in, the guess who he sees in the cold tub? Kobe. Kobe. Kobe Bryant. Kobe. He's like, what the hell? He's never seen unprecedented. any unprecedented. unprecedented. He's never seen anybody into the inner sanctum of the of the home team's uh, stadium, especially not somebody from a visiting team that they're playing. Mm-hmm. And Pat Riley, they talked to Pat Riley. He's like, hey, you know, that's that's Kobe. It's, cool. it's, Kobe. it's Kobe. It's cool. And, and obviously, Pat Riley has the Laker connection. You Laker know, connections. So and, and Wade and Kobe are actually really good friends too. They've become yeah, friends over here. But um, so he dips in there. They have a long talk. They sit down. They're talking about everything. Did you and, hear about his son? When you're done with this story, yeah. And then he's uh, he's talking about. It. He says, "Hey, you know, what? Uh, are your kids coming to the game tomorrow night?" Kobe asks Wade, and Wade's like, "No, it's a school night. I don't, I don't let them come to the game on school night." And Kobe says, "Bring him, because I think this is the last time I'm going to be playing here. So I want to see them." Yeah. And that was dope. Dwayne so, Wade knew about, so Dwayne Wade knew about awesome. the yeah. retirement before. And the thing know. is, Kobe Bryant didn't actually end up playing that game. Yeah. Yeah. He, was, he didn't end up playing that game because it was the back-to-back uh, with Orlando. They played Orlando mm-hmm. or uh, the, the night after, right? The yep. night after they played Orlando. So it was the first game of a back-to-back, and Kobe ended up sitting, and he wasn't there. But at the end of the game, Dwayne Wade, which, of course, the Miami Heat won, and Dwayne Wade comes over with his son, and he's talking to Kobe or whatever. And uh, yesterday, I just saw the quote because the cameras caught them all talking, and Kobe was being very friendly with uh, his son and, and, and Dwayne Wade as well. But uh, we didn't actually know what he was saying. And yesterday I actually saw the quote where he was like, uh, Kobe said something to, to Dwayne Wade's son, uh, uh, Jair, I think is his name. Zaire. Zaire, Zaire. Yeah. And uh, he's like, hey, if you want to be like Uncle Kobe, you're going to have to start shooting a lot more. <laughs> he's like, he said some shit like, I don't know, man, by all accounts, Kobe's like a, a cool guy within the, you know, yeah. within his own ranks. Yeah. Because he's respected by his peers. The guy is, yeah. and this uh, was, uh, Tim Grover, right? The uh, the famous trainer for Dwayne Wade, for Michael Jordan. This guy has worked with all of the greatest shooting guards in NBA history. Yeah. And uh, it's funny because I was reading this article once when he was working on Dwayne Wade's knees a couple of years ago, and he said he said the fact that Dwayne Wade 
might be the most disciplined guy of the three that he worked with mm -hmm. because he because of the will the you know the willingness to follow the diet uh the willingness to follow the the regimen and, yeah. and work out and he actually genuinely likes working out uh, Dwayne wade's always been in amazing shape yeah he says that michael jordan is clearly the, the best the yep. champion and there's no disagreeing with that but that he's never seen a drive quite like kobe Oh, brother Mamba, man. That guy is yeah, crazy. I mean, man, he's dude. got crazy stories like that. I remember the one game when they lost to the Pacers and then he stayed like two hours later in the arena just shooting. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And dude, Kobe's the man. I tell you, at the at, hopefully, Kobe's just, he's a crazy person. Hopefully the Lakers but, will do him right and but post his peers that appreciate the competitiveness. They got to make a statue of him outside the Staples Center the when he dunked on Dwight Howard. That would be the perfect way to commemorate him in front of the stadium <laughs> when he dunked that wall. Dude, he just hair, hit hair no right. hair. Boom. Hair or no hair. Huh? For Kobe. And I, the like the, I like the I like, like the, the hair. I like Kobe with hair. I like Kobe with hair. I'm not gonna lie. You, you, Eight or twenty four. Eight or twenty four. I think shit, dude, that's a good question, bro. Yeah. They might retire both, bro, because he deserves it. He won two, I think, I with twenty four. Yeah. Two with twenty four, um, three with eight. And three, three with, with the eight. Three with Shaq. He had the eighty one. How many points. championships did those guys give did those guys give up because they couldn't get all of them? Shaq and Kobe. Yeah. And remember no, and remember they lost twice too. They lost to the Celtics and they lost to the Pistons too. Who? He could have he could have had seven championships. What are you talking about? Uh, Kobe. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, he lost those two. Ch he also lost in the finals twice. Um, it's that shows you how dominant they were. And remember, by oh, I and just think before I forget, before I forget. Yeah. What was it? It was three. What is it fifteen? Yeah, fifteen Let and one. Know, sorry, the fuck sorry. You're thinking. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> I don't know. I had a brain fart. Fifteen and one that one year in the playoffs, two thousand one, most dominant NBA team. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that one right there, that team, that run they did, they lost only the game one of the NBA finals to the Sixers and uh, Allen Iverson, and then went on and won the next four, having, awesome, after man. having swept the first three rounds. That, that series against the Sixers swept. is one of my favorites of all Dude, time. That entire, yeah. even though that, even though it's lopsided, like Sixers only won one game. It was, yeah. Every game was close. That entire era. Iverson's Iverson's uh, yeah, performance Iverson was incredible. I that it. entire era for the Lakers was awesome. You know, Shaq. Yeah. Shaq won all three MVPs of those finals. He, was, you know, he had the whole yeah. thing with the Sacramento. I'm not afraid of the Sacramento Queens. The Sacramento <laughs> Queens. C Dove, C Web, and, man. That guy was. Yeah, that's the guy. But I, I don't know, man. Uh, it, it's funny because I was hearing this the other day. I was uh, the two greatest uh, teams that were ruined by egos were Shaq and Kobe and Jimmy Johnson and Jerry Jones. Yeah. When they parted ways in the '90s for yeah. the Cowboys. Oh, absolutely. They and it's true, man. Especially in the NBA because right now. The Warriors look like the favorite to to hey, give them a year or two before right? they start getting egos and start not being well, so happy. No, well, that's not that's not where I was going with that. The problem is that in the NBA, in the okay, that's enough. <laughs> For a while. Well, sorry, sorry. In the NBA, I tried that. My bad. In the NBA, the good teams win. You yeah. understand? It's not like yeah. baseball where you have no idea who's going to win the championship yeah. next year. You have no idea who's going to be NBA uh, MLB champion next yeah. year. No. But. If I give you three choices right now for for basketball, you're going to get it right. Yeah. It's going to be one of those three teams. Like, mm -hmm. basketball is that consistent. And I just think that as dominant as, as those teams were, they, they could have reeled off a couple more, man. So, so is LeBron... Shaq and Kobe. So, Kobe's above LeBron. We can all agree. What, in history? Everything. Yeah, but LeBron's not done. And LeBron's not done, but he's got a lot of work to do to catch up to Kobe. I don't That's know, because... And I don't think... And right now, LeBron's not looking like even he's even close to being the best this player is in his the own league right now. And this, this is the problem I've always had with that discussion. How do you define greatness? Do you define it over an entire career? Because, like, you know, T-Mac had a run there where he looked like one of the yeah. greatest players of all time. But you can't take his career as but a whole. But I'm giving you a bar. I'm giving you a bar. Kobe. No, I get it, but he did it for do you mean because time. of the longevity? Because he did it. He did as far as like, better. if we're thinking about it in a vacuum and their game, LeBron yeah. might be the most complete and dominant player we've ever seen. No, no, Kobe, and that I includes still think Kobe's Jordan. the best scorer, dude. That guy just, when he wanted to take over, come on, remember the scowl face? Remember the Kobe scowl face? Yeah. Dude? Oh, God, I missed uh, that. About, we'll never the, see the scowl face What about the hissing? Again. The hissing. Okay. <laughs> Scalping. Okay, the reporter asked him after the game, like, did we hear you hissing out there? And he said, that's how the Baba asked for the ball. Dude, that was awesome, man. That's it. That's how the Baba asked for the ball. Mamba, you the man. We love you. You're the boss, dude. That's it. Game over. Game over. Farewell tour. That's a drop mic right there, bro. It should have happened before the season, Derek Dieter style, but better late than never. Better late than never. Farewell tour. Well deserved. So, I heard some guy on the... I heard the Speaking Red Sox, of farewell tours. I heard the Red Sox gave a lot of money to a certain Fuck guy. you, money. That was the quote. <laughs> Fuck you, money is the quote. Seven years, $217 million. What does that mean to you, Edwin? What does $31 million a year mean to you? That's a lot of McRibs, bro. That's I could oh, buy so many McRibs with that money. I mean... Oh my, God. my boy <laughs> Edwin love loves himself the McRib. I'm like, oh, fuck. It's McRib season, guys. Get out there. It's only for a limited time. Back by popular demand. Okay. I think Here I'll we go. almost pay off my students. Are you ready? Time. 
Because yeah. I'm about to shock you. Like the Dude, way that I did when I told you I've never seen Forrest Gump. Oh, boy. Okay. Oh, I've never tried the McGrip. Never well, well, you tried know what? I know how picky you are with your food, so I'm not surprised. Do you think I probably wouldn't yeah. like it? The sauce? Yeah, the sauce. The, the sauce. It's barbecue sauce. How do you not like barbecue sauce? All right, sauce? whatever. Let's get back to baseball. Here's the thing. David Price is 30 years old, and he seems uh, hell-bent on playing for every team in the MLB East. The uh, AL East. The AL East. East. Yeah. And... He got ridiculous amounts of money. He's the highest paid player now in the uh, in the MLB, or at least average wise, yeah. right? Because obviously the biggest contract goes to John Carlos Stanton, three hundred twenty-five mm-hmm. million dollars. But that's over thirteen years. The problem is that he's a pitcher, and much like I had problems when people were talking about, and he he's eventually he wanted Justin Verlander was the uh, the MVP. Just like I had a problem with that, they make thirty-two starts a year. That's it. This is a one hundred and sixty-two game season. Yeah. They cannot be MVPs, and they cannot yes. be that impactful, I've... especially when the arms go the way that they do. Where the fuck is Justin Verlander now? Okay, mm-hmm. what's he doing for Detroit? Because I'm pretty sure they just had a fire sale. <laughs> okay. No, it's it's true, and I, I've always just said that MVPs should not go to pitchers. They have their own award, and I'm not going to pay a guy. I, I can't fathom paying as 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 an, if I was an owner and I had money, of course. Uh, paying Justin a guy Verlander was getting twenty eight million dollars a year, and on a five year extension that he signed at the time, starting yeah. in two thousand fifteen. To play I mean, every this five season days. that just passed. To pitch every five days. And he's not an ace anymore. No. And he's not an ace. No. So what's that doing for you? Clayton yeah. Kershaw is getting what thirty point seven million dollars a year. Kershaw's okay. Clayton Kershaw's still, contract he's is still for, young. Uh, seven years, two hundred and fifteen million dollars. I might pay that he's kind of money for somebody who's in their twenties. He's what twenty six now. He's Clayton still, Kershaw is. And he's still got Here's the thing. You hit that. What are the Dodgers done with that? You know. Like well, you that's, that's, that's a whole else. other issue. As, you I know, understand you know, the like of the regular so. season. No, you don't like him in the playoffs. I don't like him in the, the playoffs. He's the best regular season pitcher we have. Regular no season, he's, he's lived up to his end of the bargain. And that and, and that's hard to say when it comes to big deal, big contracts. Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer, okay? The mm-hmm. guy with the freaky eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he gets, uh, what is it, seven-year, $210 million contract, but they deferred it over $50 million. Uh, that, get, basically, he's going to get paid $50 million a year until like 2028 yeah. because they deferred it for over 15 years. What the fuck did the Nationals do with that this year? Hey, they did nothing. But he gave you two okay. two no hitters and he pitched great. He was okay. He was, but what what does that do? No, for I'm you? saying I, that, I, no. How it does doesn't that vindicate do anything. But that, what I'm saying is that there's more to it. There's more to it. It's not just like you you put your investment on that, but the fact that your team doesn't succeed, I think it's I know, more. I get it. You get the ass in the seats, and you, you, get, you know, but maybe they'll get the There's other guy. components like th- that's a part of the equation to winning is investing in pitching. By the way, Red Sox, that. like, I don't fucking want to hear it anymore. You've become the Yankees. Oh, no, they're You've the become worse. worse. They're worse Buying than your championships and all that crying you did for so fucking long throughout the 90s and in the early 2000s before you finally broke the curse. Uh, I don't want to fucking hear it anymore. Uh, Every big free agent out there, uh, they'll pay them, like, it, it, it's like a, it's like a movie line. Uh, hey, what did the Tigers offer you? I'll double it. Uh, like, that's that's the fucking Red Sox. You know? How you like them apples? It's no. ridiculous, man. It's Fuck horrible. you, Red Sox. They sign everybody, and then, you know, chicken wings and beer in the clubhouse, and Bobby Valentine, and Fuck throw him in the pit. Throw him in the pit. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Fuck the Red Sox. Big Poppy. Okay. Fuck you. I mean, you know, I'm a... Okay, okay. No, come on. Oh. Come on. Yeah, you know what? Fuck Big Poppy. Go ahead. Fuck Big Poppy. Oh, no. You know what? Dude, like, he gets a pass because he has a nice smile. He gets a pass for yes, the fact that he, he did steroids. And he did do steroids. He got caught. And he and sucked in Minnesota. And he said, he's he the sucked. one who said, oh, if you get caught with steroids, you should be kicked out of the league and all that shit. And then he goes and gets, and he pops on a test. Or his oh, name of course comes up he does. And, and this year, at the beginning of the year, he was blaming his fucking slump because he didn't get to step out of the box and readjust his fucking uh, batting yeah, gloves. Yeah, I can't take my 29 seconds per okay. page. Listen. But you know who's the man? Who's the man? Dun, dun, dun. Barry mother flipping Bonds, baby. Back Barry, in baseball, baby. Barry Back Le- in Lamar baseball. Bonds? Barry Lamar Bonds. There Back in go. baseball, bro. The greatest hitter of our time. This is how the greatest hitter of this all is time, how the Marlins bro. get very time. Okay, okay all down. time, dude. You're speaking in hyperbole. No, there's certainly time. a case to be made, but it's not like you can just outright give it to the guy. Okay, he's no, he's best hitter of all time. Oh, I, I, Tim Kirkson from ESPN says he's Kirkson. He's, he's the best pitcher I've ever seen. The best hitter I've uh, ever seen. That's pretty good. That's not bad. Kirk is not bad. The Armenian no, sensation. The Armenian, but dude, he's... Barry Bonds, like, we've gone over the numbers, bro. The seven MVPs, multiple gold gloves. Yeah, he's amazing. Tons. I mean, 762 He'll always runs. have the cloud hanging hanging over him. He never uh, uh, he never technically retired, right? It was bad. Yeah. Uh, he, you know, he rubbed a little something on it. His trainer rubbed a little something on his knees. No hey, big deal. A little, little, uh, it's a little cream, a little clear. It's, hey, I didn't that's even know it. All of a sudden, 2001, 73 home runs yeah. in your mouth. Hey, bro. You know, but we, we, we discussed. He had two MVPs and with Pittsburgh. The guy alone. was awesome. By all accounts, this is what happened. In the 98 season, everybody goes fucking crazy. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa. Yep. And Barry Bonds is sitting there, and he's like, I'm so much better than those guys. I just am. Yep. So why are they the story? 
Yeah, well, prior to the 98 season, his career high in home runs was 46. So it's not like he was a slouch. No, no, he did that his was first awesome. year in San Francisco with 123 RBIs. And in 98, he went 37 and 122. But before that, he went 42 and 129, 40 and 101. He's, he puts up numbers. I don't know, man. Know? Like, I, I hope get, baseball can get past the point where uh, this whole steroids thing is no longer yeah. an issue. But the but problem I think is they're so about numbers. Like, okay, do you, I mean, do you have any idea how many, like, uh, you know, numbers in football? Like, do you have any idea? I know some of the or records in baseball. It it's, it's, about, it's like, that, what, what's the greatest, like, point average for the, for a season in no, NBA history? I can tell you who has the most, like, reception touchdowns, most passing touchdowns. Yeah, but can you tell me how many? rushing. Yeah. You can? Yeah. Because. I'm an idiot. Like, well, no, it's not just that. The problem Randy is. Randy Moss like, did 22 touchdowns. Right, right, okay. But. Peyton Manning, 55. I know Brandon Marshall has 21 receptions in a game. Yeah. Like, I remember that one a couple years ago. And, uh, but that's only because they're kind of current and they're prevalent in my mind. 21, but, 21, 2103 yards was OJ Simpson's. Uh, what was it? Um, when uh, uh, Peyton Manning a couple season. years ago had 55 touchdowns, 55 right? Touchdowns, that's the most in a single season. No, in baseball, but, it's all about the numbers. That's the it's, thing. And that's the thing. Like, I can tell you. Okay, when I. Like, I took 61. 61, Roger Maris. Roger Maris, yeah. right? 70, Mark McGuire ended 70. up breaking it. Uh, I can even tell you the date he 70? did it on, dude. He did it on September 8th, 1998. That's the stupid shit about it, bro. Okay, it, like, they just mean everything. Uh, the four, 406, what does that mean? What does that mean to you? That's Ted Williams' final batting average. The, the last, last guy to ever 400. hit 400. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, these numbers, they just mean so much. 762. Yeah. Your boy. My boy. No, but, like, oh, and, and to answer a question, um, actually, I'm going to pose this question here to you guys. In 91... <laughs> I don't need this shit. In 91... Wow. Uh, I was three! In 91, Barry Bonds came second... Uh, in winning the MVP, he had won it the year before and he won it the following year, so he came in second that year. If you know who he won the MVP, who won the MVP in 1991, tweet at us and uh, let us know who it is, and we'll give oh, you a little, okay. we'll on. give you a little some sugar online. Google, but, uh, come on, Google, hey, Google, but don't Google, don't Google. Try and figure it out. Honor system. I'll give you a clue. He was a uh, he, he played for the Braves and later played for the Marlins uh, um, afterwards. But anyway, but those guys, those records mean so much in baseball. That's that's what it's all about. 56. What are we talking about? 56. When I say 56 in baseball, what do you think? Oh, um, Joe DiMaggio. Exactly. Yeah. You know, those are those are things, man. It's 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 super important. But I think this right now with Barry Bonds officially today being named uh, the new hitting coach of the Marlins. Yeah. I think this well, co- starts co-hitting coach because they have co- a hitting yeah. coach who, by all accounts, is well liked. His name is Frank Manichino. Uh-huh. and he's been working with the guys. He's the one that's been there since Tina Martinez refused to stop choking Derek Dietrich. But Frank Manichino right. has been there, and they actually like him. But now he's and. Actually, I heard Ken Rosenthal. I read his tweet the other day. This isn't unusual. Like, this seems like a regular Marlins thing mm-hmm. because Jeffrey Loria is the Edwin of owners. He's a total star fucker. Yeah. He's a, he's a, like, for those of you who don't know, he's a New York guy and he loves all those guys. That's why Don Mattingly, like, yeah. he loves Don Mattingly and now he's the, you know, the. I wasn't thrilled about the, the Mattingly the hire. But, but, and, you know, why Tina Martinez was here. He loves surrounding himself with, like, these star, stars and everything and the people that he idolized. But this isn't, this totally seems like a Marlins move, yeah. but this isn't completely uh, uh, unprecedented. Apparently, a lot of teams are doing this whole co-hitting coach thing, yeah. especially when you have a former player along with a guy who's more about the technique and about, yeah. you know, the study. Well, I'll tell you what, man. Barry Bonds, best pure hitter, dude. He won batting titles. He obviously has a home run. He's the best, best, best fucking hitter ever. Well, but most the, the intentional is, walks. Most, a, most walks. Most he was an everything. all-around player. The guy won gold gloves. Gold he gloves, had more than 600 stolen bases. Yep. He's amazing. I was there for the 400, the, the year he went 400 stolen bases and hit well, no. 400. Story time is coming yeah. up, but um, but this is uh, but to, to to finish off on the bonds and this, uh, McGuire just got hired by the Padres, um, yeah. to be their bench yeah. coach. Bonds is now coaching in the Marlins. I think now we're gonna start seeing the next step. Now we're gonna start seeing like okay, they've paid the their dues. Well, here's the slow thing. acceptance of those guys, and eventually famously, I think they, famously, they, they need to Mark get in. McGuire accepts the job as hitting coach under Tony La Russa for the St. Louis Cardinals, mm-hmm. but it was under a condition. This was well documented. Tony Larusa says, "I don't want the steroids thing and this being your first scene back into baseball to be a distraction. I need you to own up to the whole thing." Yeah. So he has the you know after saying in Congress like I'm not here to talk about the past yeah, and all that bullshit. The, we, like, we, he we, comes we, and the tears and everything and he he cops yeah. to the whole thing. Barry Bonds is so not going to do that. He's just know, not that guy. Barry Bonds. So is, he's not going to be apologetic about it. Not at all. I, so I love it. Has now has now gotten a job with. The Cardinals, Dodgers, and now the Padres. Padres. So it's it's slow. You're starting to see the change. The acceptance, in the acceptance. is kind of coming. Yeah. And especially we just talked about David Ortiz and how how well liked he is on you know on top of everything. <laughs> I just I don't know that we're there just yet. Yeah. No. Like, Barry Bonds is gonna get like. He, I'm gonna get I'm gonna meet Barry Bonds this year. Just uh, putting it out there, okay? That's Finally good. meeting my idol, bro. All right. So 
Now we're, we're going to close off. Story Wait. time? Yeah, it's, it's, I think it's time oh, yeah. for a little Hell story. Yeah, story time. Little story Listen, time here. All speaking right. about Barry Bonds, this is the best story I've ever heard a fan say. And I love the story time segment because this is the part of fandom that you never get to hear about if you turn on ESPN. Yeah. Like this is, I, I go to the ballpark every time hoping to leave with a souvenir or a story yeah. or something emotional, something that captures me throughout the game. This is what I love about baseball. And this is what I love about all of sports. Hit me, Edwin. What you? What are you saying? Oh, you check these in TV addicts. Oh, yeah. Oh, you clean up in the fucking house. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Woo. So that gets me in the mood, a little Beastie Boys. All right, all right, go ahead. All right. So, for time today, I'm going to tell you a little story. All right, so here's. Check it out. Check it out. Check, 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 check it out. Um, all right. My father, rest in peace, he uh, was a huge Giants fan. So I grew up knowing about the Giants. I was rooting for the Braves. I rooted for the Marlins. Um, originally New York Giants, right? Originally New York Giants, yeah. My dad is an old school fan. He, he knows who Bobby Thompson is when he hit the shot around the world. I even ended up, I have a picture of Bobby Thompson's home run autographed by Bobby Thompson that I got for my dad, which I still have now. Um, awesome. Because he's that guy. So as a kid, I grew up, you know. That was the... I, I, well, the Marlins didn't have a franchise. Marlins, in 93, we got a franchise, but in 93 was also the year that... I mean, the, the Marlins didn't have a franchise. The Florida, Florida didn't, didn't have, have a franchise. franchise. In 93, we got the Marlins, and in 93, the Giants also got Barry Bonds. And as a kid, my dad was telling me how thrilled he was because Barry Bonds, and I knew who Barry Bonds was from the Pirates and everything like that. So it was a big deal. It was a, I think he signed like, It was like a $48 million contract, which at the time was ridiculous money. Yeah. But um, it, was a, it was a big deal. So as a young, young kid, I grew up looking up to this guy. You know, Barry Bonds was a big deal to me. Even though he wasn't on my team, he was my dad's team. You always have that Barry Bonds in a appreciation. He was struck out by the Rookie of the Year. Yeah. You know that, right? In the movie? Oh, Rookie yeah. <laughs> Rowan Gardner, Rowan Gardner. Yeah, Rowan Gardner, bro. Uh, you know, remember, he's going through and he does, he does, like, the whole... Yeah, yeah. Like, he blows. Like, <laughs> that kid throws some heat, you know? Like, hot ice, hot ice. Yeah. Um, yeah, the have to. The have to. The have to, no. But, uh, so, as a kid, I remember watching Barry Bonds and emulating everything he did. As a player, he's my favorite player. When I played baseball with the kids in my neighborhood and stuff, somebody hit a pop fly, I'm slapping my glove on my thigh like yeah. he used to, slapping on my chest, doing that, and then I used to do the little snap catch and then toss it up and grab it. I did the whole thing, You bro. choke up on the bat? I choked up on the bat. I did the whole the whole shebang. So Broken I like all that stuff. Run. Broken bat home run, Josh Beckett, in your mouth. I was, and that's... Oh, my God. So I have a... I actually... I've been fortunate. I have some good stories about Barry Bonds. And um, I've been fortunate. I was there when he hit home run number 400 here in Miami, and he stole his 400th base earlier that's earlier that week to become the first 400-400 guy or the second 400-400 guy. And um, at Willie that Mays, game, right? Willie Mays? I believe so. Was the other guy? Mm -hmm. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And uh, the funny thing was, I was at that game, and we were sitting down, and my father was sitting next to me, and the ball landed like seven seats away from us, so we almost caught that ball. Um, then years later, um, outside the stadium when Barry Bonds hits the broken bat home run that landed in the section that I had just bought a ticket to. So it was, you know, I've, I've come close. I've yeah, come yeah. close. These uh, close calls. So here I am. It's uh, 2007, August, uh, hot August night. Uh, it was a Saturday night game, and my friend had bought tickets because this is the year that Barry Bonds was supposed to break the home run record. Well, Hank Aaron was no longer the home run king. No, by the time you went to that by game. By the time I went to it, but he earlier, had already surpassed yeah. 755. He had surpassed 755 earlier in the season, but or a few weeks earlier. Yeah. But my friend at the beginning of the season had bought tickets for this game, all the way from the time single game tickets were available, thinking yeah. that that would be the time he'd break it. So he bought tickets for Friday night game. He was a little ahead of schedule. Yeah, he was a little ahead of schedule. And I remember Saturday morning, he was telling me all about the game Friday night. And Saturday morning, I'm fishing with him out at the pier, and we're telling him, I'm like, you know what, I'm gonna take my dad to the game because Giants always come around August, and that was my dad's birthday, August 21st. So I would tell him, I'm like, hey, you know, that's my little birthday tr treat to you. So we go to the game. I go with me, my brother, my dad, and my friend Evan. We go out to the game. The whole lower section of the stadium is sold out. There's nobody, no tickets available. I'm like, nah, I'm not going to come watch Barry Bonds and sit up in the nosebleed. Yeah. I was like, nah, I got to find some good tickets. So I start walking around, find a scalper. He's like, oh, I got tickets. He's oh, like, yeah, that's how we do it. He gives me the delinquency. <laughs> delinquency tickets. He's selling me, like, deep center field. Um, like right center field, like deep, these seats are normally five bucks. He's selling them to me for like 25 a pop. And I'm like, he's like a hundred bucks for four. I'm like, nah, bro, come on, get out of here, man. Give me a deal here, bro. I got my old man here. You know, you can barely make it to the game, this and that. I cut it down to 20 bucks a pop, gave the guy 80 bucks. So we go in, we sit down, we're having a good time. First at bat, my dad's like, nah, not right now. <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, he's not going to hit it now. Don't worry. And I'm like, okay. Didn't hit home run. Next at bat, same thing. And then shortly thereafter, my dad looks at me and goes, prepárate. You know, get ready in Spanish. He's like, it's coming. And I was like, all right. I'm on the phone 
with uh, my ex-wife at the time. And I'm on the phone with her and I'm telling her, hey, you know, uh, I gotta let you go, Barry's up to bat. And as soon as I hang up the phone, I hear, boom, and the whole place the gets, clack. the crack of the bat, the whole place stands up, everybody's freaking out, I'm like, holy snakes. I look up, I see the ball coming. I, I initially, my first inclination was to move up because I thought it was gonna land like the section to the left of me, but there. further down. And I just stop. And I see the ball coming down. The whole place is going nuts. Mind you, a bunch of people in Miami cheering for Barry Bonds. Like this, as much as people talk crap, yeah. they were there and they were buying the seats because they wanted to see this stuff. Yeah, everybody wanted to see greatness. It was so, the same thing with Ken Griffey. Yeah. Though. So this ball's up. It goes. It lands in the section next to me, up, up forward. It ricochets off some people, bounces off some hands, starts going directly in my direction like this. There's a lady sitting in front of me who just ducks out of the way. Goes ah! like this. Just gets out of the way. Chin. Ball goes over here. Lands next to me. It's it lands in the aisle that I'm sitting in, and it falls down. And as soon as it falls down, I just jump on the floor. And there's a scrum. There's me, like a bunch of people. I'm getting kicked. I'm getting punched. You, like you see on TV, those piles. Yeah. I'm yeah. at the bottom of the pile. But in my mind, my dad's like well, seven years old. This isn't just old. a baseball. Yeah, this isn't just a baseball. This is all of a sudden he came into this game hitting, having had 759 home runs. So this is a new all-time record home run. This baseball. was the. The most important baseball in baseball history. <laughs> At the time, yeah. And I'm on the floor, but I'm worried about my father, who's 71 years old, just hanging out, and I'm scared someone's going to trample him, and this and that. And I'm on the floor, I'm fighting with these people, and I hear my dad in Spanish telling people, it's over there, it's over there, like screaming, telling people and pointing people in different directions. And I'm on the floor, fighting with the guy, other people on top of me, like, you don't understand this, this weight and everything. I'm like getting trampled here. I'm not a small guy, but I'm still feeling the weight of these people. Yeah. And I look, and I hear my dad screaming, and I see my dad's foot, and I see his shoe, and he's stepping on the ball. He's holding the ball, because like I said, he's in his 70s. Amazing. He's standing there with his foot on the ball, holding it, hoping I'll grab it, pointing people in the other direction, telling him, no, it's over Amazing. there, it's over there. He's covered Amazing. it up with his Amazing. foot. Amazing. I reach down, snatch the ball from his foot. I'm screaming, I got it, I got it, I got it. I can't believe this shit. I just I got a scalp ticket, I'm at this game, I got the ball, unbelievable. I get up and I get to do the victory pose, you know, where you stand up in the crowd, whoa, you hold the ball yeah, up. Yeah, the N64 kid. Oh, the Yeah. I was the N64 kid right there. Yes, 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 yes. And instantaneously, like, I, I got to high five my friend, give my dad a hug, a couple of things like that. And then all of a sudden, Miami Dade police yanked me out of the stadium because I was a threat and I could get, like, you know, assaulted for the ball, for the ball. It was funny because that was the end of it. I got taken to a boardroom and the rest is history, but I mean, thank you, Barry Bonds. I love you. I can't wait to see you again. Amazing. And he would end up hitting two home runs, two, two more, more home runs, runs in his career. Season and so call you it had quit. the third, you know, third record, all time record home run ball. So and amazing, man. And insane. Like that was the most important baseball in history yeah. when it was hit. That's awesome. It's such a cool story. Like when you, the first time you told me that story, because when we were introduced to each other and we became friends, uh, people told me like, oh, he's you'll love Edwin. He's a huge baseball fan. And then they told me like he has a great Barry Bonds story. And the minute he said that story, that's when I fell in love with Edwin. <laughs> that's when that's when I decided. And if you call bullshit guy... on this story, Edwin is gonna post the YouTube video. Oh no no no! I, I got the video. Oh hell yeah, the video live. I got he's, everything. I got it all. Oh, so yeah. so <laughs> fuck you if you call bullshit. <laughs> this is the real deal. This, this is the real, real deal. deal. And uh, I think with that we can uh, we can end this week. Oh, that's a perfect way to. That's wrap a perfect it. way to end it, Barry Bonds. Barry, we're coming for you. Welcome to Miami, baby. I love you. And uh, anything else? Any final words, guys? Gus, thank no, you. Good, man. Always we'll a pleasure. Sorry for the delay this week, guys, but hopefully we delivered. And uh, enjoy the weekend, and we'll see you next week. Good night.